How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, This season, I have my new co-star, Michelle Zellner from Better Beans. Uh, She is a health and wellness strategist as well as personal trainer, and we'll be going over a couple of different unique programs that she's offering. I'll let you take it away, Michelle. All right, so this episode, uh, Michelle and I are going to be diving into stress management, which incorporates all pillars of her uh, company, whether it be corporate training, working with private clients, or her U University. Um, I know stress is a big thing. I've seen it with clients of my own and how like a light switch, you know, you take stress out of the equation. And I've seen stuff as fast as four days, like amazing changes in somebody. So I'll let you take it away with there and talk about stress management. Yeah, well, it's such a hot topic now, and it has been all through COVID, obviously. I I can tell you, I've always taught stress management, resiliency, kind of avoiding burnout classes. But in the 18 or 20 months of COVID that we've been in, I have probably taught 10 times more in this 18 months than I've taught in my 18 years prior. Um, Yeah, (laughs) if nothing else, COVID highlighted how poorly we are equipped to manage our stressors because we haven't really gone down that hard road. So let me just kind of outline my take on stress and and what I even mean by stress management. Um, I mean, the stress response obviously is there to help us survive. It's our fight or flight mechanism. And it's wonderful when we actually are faced with true threat. Like back in the day, if an animal was gonna eat me, I didn't wanna think about that. I just wanted to run. And fight or flight kicks in, I run, I live or I die. I did one or the other. And assuming I lived and the threat was gone, then everything settled back down. So whenever the body or the brain determines that there is danger, there's a threat, it kicks into survival mode because that is what we're programmed to do, which means the adrenal glands release adrenaline and cortisol. I think of cortisol as the project manager of fight or flight. It's the chemical that tells all your other chemicals what to do based on the perceived nature of the threat. So I'm sure your listeners know this, but just in case there are some new ones, uh, your body is operating because chemical messengers are telling it what to do. It's your hormones and your neurotransmitters. Those are the biggest players in the messaging system. And some of them, like we talked about ghrelin and leptin, those are your hunger hormones. They are primarily required or responsible for telling you when you're hungry and telling you when you're not hungry. Well, there are some hormones that are very focused and there are other hormones that have their hands all over the place. Cortisol is one of those that's got its hands all over the place. And based on the perceived nature of the threat, it will instruct certain hormones to send messages to their systems to ramp up because you are needed right now and tell other hormones to send messages to their systems to shut down because you are not necessary right now. And the fight or flight response is supposed to be relatively acute. We live or we die. It was pretty quickly determined which was going to happen. It should also be a fairly rare experience. So even though we had real threats back in the day, uh, animals, other people wanting our land, the drought, the famine, viruses, bacteria, injuries, right? We, We had these, but we had the ability to fight, flee, or defend ourselves. And if not, then we died. 
And they weren't happening constantly all day, every day, over and over and over and over for extended periods of time. So our bodies reset. Well, fast forward to modern life. There's no reset. Right, exactly. Because our environments have evolved. Our brains have not evolved. We are still triggering into fight or flight. So anytime that something triggers you into an emotion or a reaction that's tied to fight or flight, which would be anger, irritation, frustration, worry, fear, woulda, coulda, shoulda, what Mm -hmm. if, what if, what if, guilt, anxiety, or things that your body is perceiving as a threat, like you're inadequately nourished. Well, that must be because there's a food shortage and that's going to turn into a famine and then you'll die. Or you're not properly hydrated. Well, that must be because there's a drought and then you're going to die. Or because you've been sitting immobile for an hour or more at a time. Well, you must be sick, injured, or dying. Well, then I'm going to help you survive that. Or because you're not sleeping in the darkness. Well, you must be fighting or fleeing danger or it's your job to stay awake and tell others there's danger coming. So I'm gonna help you do that. So there are all kinds of ways that we are triggering into fight or flight constantly, all day, every day, day after day, we never reset. Yep, and, and I was gonna go, go into cortisol, like what, we've, what we were trained and educated on as personal trainers is cortisol is, you know, it's, it has its uses. And like you said, it's a project manager and, your body needs that hormone uh, to regulate all that stuff. But in the world of like trying to lose weight, build muscle, cortisol is not the greatest to stay around that long. And that's, that's where I'm picking up everything you're saying about the fight or flight response. Like if you're not calming down and your cortisol levels start lowering, those are the problems that most people have of why they can't lose weight. Cause you're in survival mode. Your body will hold on to that fat forever yes. because that's, what's going to keep you going forever. If right if you can't find food and uh, it just interrupts the process of protein synthesis and uh, other processes throughout the body. So, you know, that was, that was all always our take on, on cortisol and uh, you know, the importance of it too. Yeah, no. And somebody at once said to me, well, I just want to get rid of cortisol. I'm like, no, you'd be dead. Okay. We need (laughs) cortisol. We just need it to work just like all our chemicals to work when they're supposed to work in the way they're supposed to work and not when they're not supposed to work. Efficiently, yep. Exactly. And so, you know, the, the, I really believe that at the root of all of our physical, mental, and emotional health issues is chronic stress, or if we have an underlying issue, chronic stress will make it worse. Because if the chemicals that are responsible for how your systems operate are out of balance, then your systems can't possibly operate properly. So everybody should be well tuned into what your body's warning signs are, right? How is it showing up in you physically, mentally, emotionally? How do you know when you are stressed? This is literally your body trying to tell you to pay attention. Like, you know, yeah. something's a little off. Could you correct it? Well, easy, yeah. easy thing is to ask your spouse or significant other. They're the ones that have to be around you 24-7. They'll tell you if you're stressed. Yeah. And, and I think we need to get back in tune with ourselves and recognize it so often we'll have maybe some physical issue and we'll dismiss it or we'll find, I I have a friend who was convinced that her husband started using different laundry detergent. No, that is stress. My friend, that's how it shows up (laughs) on you. It shows up as a manifestation, a skin rash. Yes. Yeah. So getting very tuned in, but also being clear about your triggers. 
right? What are the things that get you going? And when you can honestly answer and you will honestly answer that it is not a threat to your life, that means not only is there no need for your survival mechanism to kick in, but if it does kick in, it is now creating chemical chaos in your body, which is going to make you think differently, feel differently, behave differently, function differently, because now your chemicals are altered and your chemicals are ruling your life, literally. So when you can avoid kicking into fight or flight in the first place by teaching ourselves to not react to a trigger, but instead teach us to respond differently, to put a boundary, to remove the trigger from our lives, whatever it is, everything else becomes so much easier. It really does. Now, the hard part is overriding our natural ingrained code to yep. kick into fight or flight. That's the hard part. So what, so what are some of your solutions for that? Is that through diet or meditation or working out just as in self can, can be a stress reducer? What, what, what is kind of your philosophy and what you're teaching? Yeah, well, it's all of it. So first of all, don't do things that the body are going to perceive as you being in danger. So be properly hydrated, properly nourished, get your sleep, go to bed when your sleepy signal gets there and, and it tells you to go to bed and move your body regularly. Like those are the things that are just naturally what we used to do, but you have to identify your trigger. So if something is getting you angry, irritated, frustrated, annoyed, worried, afraid in that moment, is that really a threat to your life? The answer is going to be no, because trust me, if you're in a situation that you need fight or flight, you don't, it's there. You don't have to think about it. If I'm walking down a dark alley and I see some movement behind me, I'm going to be on high alert for danger. Oh, yeah. If that, that figure starts creeping in on me, I'm gone, right? But when I get a phone call and it's from a client who's mad at me, okay, I mean, that's not a threat to my life. There's no need for me to get defensive. There's no need for me to get right, worried or feared or have my blood pressure rise and me to get angry back. I mean, that's, there's just no need for it. Yeah. And it's over so, in five to 10 minutes. Why, why are you stressing for the rest of the day over that? That's right. That's right. The problem. So it's, it's identifying those triggers and then whether it's take a deep breath in the moment or it's put a boundary around that trigger or it's reframe the situation, it's have perspective, it's journaling, it's gratitude, it's therapy. It's, all of the above, it just depends on the specific trigger and on the specific person, because you want to have a very healthy, robust toolkit to take care of all these triggers, because not every trigger is going to be handled with the same tool. So you want lots of different ones to be able to pull out to use in whatever, you know, whatever the situation is going to call for. Yeah, I think most of it's just education, teaching clients and you know, the corporate workforce to recognize these things and they can start working on a lot of these things themselves. But yeah, you, you obviously can give them the tools uh, of what you've seen work the best. And I think that's it, just getting, getting awareness, which is, you know, the whole philosophy of educating the public. It's just awareness. Then it's well, up to I, them to decide if they're going to do it or not. Exactly. And awareness is so key because I'm I still, I've taught hundreds and hundreds of these, and p- this is brand new information for so many people, mm-hmm. brand new, right? They're busy working their real lives and their jobs. They don't have time to understand or learn how the human body functions and why they do what they do. And so when I can break it down on a very simple level and it, it's like, oh, well, that makes so much sense. And your bottom line goal, this is it. Do not allow fight or flight to kick in if there's no threat to your life. 
That's it. That's so it. your your two year old not paying attention and doing what that you want them to do that is not a threat to your life. So <laughs> you getting irritated, angry, and frustrated. Not only is that not going to help, but it's actually going to harm because it's now just kicked you into that state of chemical chaos, and that just sends that snowball chain into effect that's going to alter everything going forward. So you just you mentioning that just increased my fight or flight because I'm just thinking about my four year old daughter and just some of the shenanigans from yesterday. But <laughs> you always calm down and get through it and and let it go. Yeah, and it's going to be totally normal that we will kick into fight or flight even when it's not necessary. So that's when having the ability to reset the awareness right away get into the deep breathing exercise is a great one to burn off energy, which stresses energy. If we keep it all inside, we also have to get our thoughts out of our head. Back in the day, we actually sat around a fire and we talked story. Like that's what we did. We talked, we don't talk these days. We keep everything in because we don't want people to know what's going on. We don't want people to know that we're struggling. We don't want people to know that I'm having a hard time or that, you know, I triggered this way. So we just be quiet because we won't, don't want to be judged or, you know, be vulnerable. We got to stop that nonsense, quite honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and just you're human. Every human goes through it. Let's just talk about it, find real solutions and strategies to help people move through the challenging pieces of life. Yep. Um, and on that note, I'm just thinking uh, other stressful situations that are just constant, like someone who's just in a bad family environment and for whatever reason won't leave or can't get out. Or even I've had clients that had work stress where work was just so horrible and it's been horrible for a long time. Um trying to kick yourself out of flight or flight response when it's happening every day, every month. Um, you know, what do you, what do you tell those kind of people? I tell them they need to change their, change their job or change their life. I mean, you can't just sit in a toxic That's environment, it, right? People often, yeah. People will often say, well, I can't because the real answer is I can, I'm just not willing to because. And I think ownership of our choices is really important. And there might be a very good reason why you're not willing to. That's totally okay. But then recognize that I am choosing to stay in a horrible environment. I got to do the best I can to minimize the damage that that horrible environment is doing to me. And so while I don't always control the stressors that come my way, I do always have the option to choose how I respond to it. So if I'm choosing to stay in a work situation that is toxic and is literally killing me slowly, I own that choice. And then I better do everything I can to make sure the human that I'm in charge of is going to be okay once I decide it's finally time to leave or once things magically become better at work. <laughs> yeah. Because either way, the outcome for you as a human is, is not going to be great. So I hope that whether it's a job or a relationship or whatever it is, that people get to that point where they decide that they are as important as anyone or anything that they're trying to deal with. And sometimes the hard choice is the right choice. And that's usually the case. One of my mottos is hard now or harder later. So it's hard to stay in things. Yeah. It's hard to leave things. What? <laughs> I, I just love how, you know, the, the world of fitness is not just, you know, calorie burn and lift as heavy as you can and run as far as you can and don't eat anything. It's, it's morphed into all these, you know, different areas and also psychology, you know, is also part of it too, which I think is super 
important for your well-being for you know extended years and later in life not just right now and uh some of my listeners have been listening to my podcast you know they've heard me talk to a couple different physical therapists and you know we all agree like at at some point like at least for my industry personal training is going to morph with physical therapy and with i always say therapists (laughs) so that's part of the well, it has to, right? Yeah. We are a whole being. And I think that's my own evolution into my business. I did start out as a personal trainer, but it was 90% personal relationship. Yeah. Right. Anybody can tell anybody how to work out, how to lift weights, what protocol to do. But it's that personal connection. It's the deeper layers of understanding of why I'm doing what I'm doing or not doing what I should be doing. We got to bust through all of that. And that only comes through personal connection. That only comes through human understanding. So, you know, while we might be specialized in what we teach, I think having a foundational knowledge of the whole being is really critical. Also understanding that every unique human is a little different. We're all the same, but we're all just a little bit different as well. And being able to address the unique differences from any individual you might be working with is going to be critical for long-term success as a professional, but also for the outcome of the person you're working with. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love all of it. Love how this whole industry is going. And, you know, part of the reason of doing this podcast too is meeting people, you know, different people from different uh, avenues of fitness like yourself um, across the U S and, you know, I keep coming across new things that I haven't heard before too so this is this is the beauty of uh, our industry and i agree I think that's great um well michelle what's a how's what's the best way to get a hold of you uh if someone wants to contact you do you have email social media linkedin i remember you mentioned yeah you can find me on linkedin just michelle zellner or my website betterbeings.net is kind of a go-to spot for everything so that's probably the best way awesome and i'll go ahead and put all those details like always in the in the links in the description for each podcast so Uh, listeners out there, you can just click on it. But uh, I'd like to thank you for Michelle for being on our podcast. And uh, hopefully, maybe uh, six months a year, we'll we'll put put you back on see where you're at. I love it. That would be great. Thanks for having me come on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you.